Okay, it's it's me. It's Wednesday, and I'm excited to be here. I'm always excited to be here. Wednesday, what is it? The 25th all day. Amazing. Going to be joined by Jerry Agar in, uh, in about 30 minutes. Excited about that, too. Haven't spoken to him in a couple weeks. Good days. Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you're about to go for a drive and mom said, go to the washroom before you leave? And you say, I don't need to. She'd say, just try. So you try and, of course, you go to the washroom. So I'm sitting here getting rid of the show, going, getting rid of the show. I got 15 minutes and I'm like, I should go to the washroom. I'm fine. Two minutes before the show, I'm like, I should have gone to the washroom. <laughs> That's why I'm a minute late. I ran to the washroom. It was the, it was the quasi sprint down the hall going, just in case. Thanks, mom. Uh, good morning to Kayla Draconis, who uh, was here. 47 minutes after 9, early. He's back. We missed him. Uh, Stephen Bell, good morning. And uh, let's see. Oh, and he's got to go to a meeting? No, you got to go to a meeting for an hour and a half. He's missing the show. Good morning to Ryan. First one in. He's coming coming into TikTok from Oshawa. How you doing? Uh, Jackie likes the thanks, Mom. Uh, cool. Well, we are. Got a, well, we got a good show. We, every show's a good show. And I, and I hope that you uh, are here and able to enjoy it. Uh, the show somehow looks similar to every other show uh, in that we answer your traffic and police questions for an hour. That's why this is called Ask a Traffic Cop. My name is Sean Shapiro. I may or may not have said that already. Uh, and I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service here in Toronto, Canada, in the, the little studio inside of Traffic Services, which is the citywide traffic unit that services our great city. Uh, if you're watching, it's probably on one of these channels. We are on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as Twitter. And if you are on any of those, except Twitter, you can just ask questions because we have a magical moderator on TikTok who cuts and pastes and takes your questions over uh, to Restream so I can answer you and be in the chat and put you on screen. Uh, at about 30, well, half halfway through the show, we'll be joined by Jerry Agar on News Talk 1010. That's a local radio station. Uh, but actually, they're, they're not just in Toronto. They're, they're in a number of places. So we get people from all over uh, the region who call in to ask us traffic and police questions because the, the laws that we reference... I speak to are for the entire province of Ontario, not just Toronto, even though my sign says Toronto. All of. Granted, if we talk about bylaws, those are just Toronto. Uh, so if you're watching on any of the channels, you don't already follow us, please like, subscribe, follow, share, let other people know the good stuff that we do here so that they can share in the awesomeness. We were awesome. Pretty awesome. I like it. Uh, we, I, I, I did something yesterday that I, I don't know if I talked about it during the show, but I'm, I'm going to do one episode or one question a day of G1 questions, and I'm going to do that on TikTok, and then I'll share it on uh, other platforms as well. But I, you know, I, I didn't do the G1 because I am old enough to have predated graduated licensing. So when I got my license at, uh, at 16 years old, it was about a month after I got my learner's permit, which was at that time called a 365, because oddly enough, it was good for 365 days. And uh, that, that's the story. I did my test, which I assume is different than what the G1 does now, but I am going to take the G1 test, uh, practice tests, without studying. I think I do enough studying already. I think I talk about the stuff enough, and we'll see how I do. I want to know if I would pass my G1 today. Not not today, because I'm really just doing it incrementally. So we're not going to finish it today, but I'm going to record a whole bunch of these over the next little while uh, and and bring you along for the ride, because I think that'd be funny, and uh, and if not funny, sad. If I don't get them right, I'm going to be really unhappy with myself. Um, oh, I'll let you write down the numbers now. 
Again, Jerry Agar is going to join us around uh, halfway through the show. 416-872-1010 if you want to call in to ask questions live on the air or text 71010 with your questions. And maybe we'll be talking about those when Jerry's here. That's the story. All right. Uh, we got people. <laughs> I love the questions that are coming through on TikTok already. Uh, the one that I, I'm laughing at is uh, A wants to know, is this part of the $300,000 podcast? No. This is this is nothing to do with that. Uh, that was a, a company that was hired to produce a, a very polished uh, pro, a podcast called uh, 24 Shades of Blue. Uh, I have nothing to do with that, nor have I ever appeared on one of those episodes. Uh, that's not, yeah, that's not me. Um, yeah, but a, a, a worthy question. Uh, let's see here. Boom, boom, boom. See if we have any more hellos. Lots of hellos. Okay, let me flag all of these. Uh, Shrill PAA. Oh, no, they just want to, that's a Twitch thing saying, hey, if you follow me, I'll follow you, or I'll pay me money and I'll promote you. We're good. Thanks a lot. Uh, charge for arson. That's a criminal charge. Called arson, likely. I've never laid it, uh, but I'll have to look it up and see what we can find. Uh, good morning to Zombie. Uh, bonjour from Sean Chen. Uh, Dr. Nick wants to know why we stopped the one-and-a-half-hour show when Jerry comes on. I have a very good answer for you. Jerry's timing changed. He is no longer on at 9 o'clock. Uh, he used to start from 9 and go till noon. He now starts at 10. So we used to come in a half an hour into his show, and since we are still coming in a half an hour into his show, but his show now starts at 10, we don't want to eat up the uh, you know so much of his time. So we also didn't want to change the time that we go live. So he jumps in on the middle instead of doing that. And, and generally speaking, I've been doing one and a half an hour, one and a half an hour, one and a half hour shows almost every day for the last couple of months. And that's because I stopped taking questions at 11, but I still go long to try and answer as many questions as possible. Uh, but that's, that's why we're not doing the extra large scheduled one and a half hour show because then I tend to go two hours and I, I have other work to do as well. But I, I appreciate the question, it's a good question. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, questions about pull over, pulling over where there's no shoulder. Uh, Farman has a question about speeding tickets, 65 and a 50. Uh, okay, we can talk about that. And uh, do, do, do. okay, Some comments from Michael. We'll talk about, hey, it's Evandro. How's it going, Evandro? Uh, he, he, again, announces that our Brazilian fan is here watching. And I say it every time I say this, uh, every time I say hello to Evandro, I also mention that he's currently in the process of creating content for the Spanish-speaking and uh, to his Brazilian audience that speak Portuguese. So he's creating content so that everyone can take advantage of what we do here. And we've got a question about smoking in cars. Okay, so let's get into... Uh, okay, one second. Quick, quick message. Uh, da, 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 what is this? Distract? Oh, okay. Um, opening up a post. Okay, so Jerry wants to talk about cell phones. Well, we can talk about cell phones. Awesome. All right. Let me close this. And let's get into some of these flagged questions. Daily meeting? Oh, ooh. Kayla has daily meetings. Daily meetings seem like a lot of meeting. All right. Where do you pull over if there's no shoulder on the road and just lanes? Well, if you're being pulled over by police, 
the edge of roadway is where you'd pull over. Uh, you pull over, and we park our police vehicles behind you uh, with our lights, emergency lights active so that people can pull around. And what we usually do is offset. Offset being we're not directly behind you. We actually move to the left of the lane or possibly even encroaching into the neighboring lane to create a pocket where we can then approach safely. Uh, and that, that's a big thing. So uh, when we choose to pull you over, it's not a time to, to uh, shop for parking. You need to pull over uh, as soon as possible and safely. And as soon as possible really means immediately. Uh, you can't drive for a few kilometers. That would, that would probably constitute a pursuit because you're failing to respond to uh, the police lights and sirens and pull over as required by law. All right. So question about speeding 65 and a 50. 15 kilometers over the limit. Simple math. I just did it live on the air. Uh, <laughs> does that go into my abstract? Does that affect my insurance? Yes and yes. So 15 kilometers and over does not, sorry, 15 kilometers over the speed limit is under the 16 kilometer an hour threshold to generate points. At 16 over, you'll get a three demerit point uh, uh, hit on your abstract for um, for tracking your, your, your driving in terms of accumulating points, which could result in a suspension of your license when you hit a threshold. In terms of 15 over, no points, but if you're convicted, it will go on your abstract and could, could impact your insurance. That's up to your insurance company. People for the longest time thought no points means no issue with your insurance company. That is inaccurate. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know why it's like people go and work down. They, they want to take their 20 over to make it uh, 15 over so there's no points because they're really worried about points because there's a belief, and it's mistaken, that that's what insurance companies care about. And the truth is, whether you forget your driver's license at home uh, or you have tinted windows or you are doing 15 over, those are minor offenses, according to insurance, and accumulation of a number of those can result in uh, whatever they interpret it as because they're, they're judging you. They're judging you. They're trying to figure out how much risk you represent. So, you know, with that, the reasonable or best thing to do is not do anything wrong. And I mean that people say, well, nobody's perfect. Okay, nobody's perfect. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. But if you go there and get on the road and assume that you are safe and, and it is okay to speed or break laws or drive aggressively and put lives at risk, well, you're, you're wrong. And it's your driving that's going to cause your insurance to come up, not the, the tickets. It's, it's you. It's the person doing it. So that, that's the story. Uh, again, I forgot to discuss Vision Zero enforcement team. I went right into exciting stuff about Jerry, and I neglected Vision Zero. I hope they can, they can, they can forgive me. But uh, Vision Zero enforcement team is a dedicated group of officers that go out every single day trying to change driver behavior one ticket at a time. They do that by focusing on the big four. Why the big four? It's because those are the behaviors that lead to serious injury and death more often. Uh, the, you know, yes, tinted windows could be a factor in killing somebody or hurting somebody uh, because, yes, they uh, can cause collisions or be a factor in it. But speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving, those are the ones that we know are more likely to cause the issue. Today, they are in 32 division and 41 division. Those are neighborhoods like Downsview, Willowdale, Newtonbrook, Bathurst, Manor, Dorset Park, Kennedy Park, Birchcliff, Cliffside, neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. I say that in that order because that's exactly what I believe. Everyone deserves to be safe. And, uh, you know, for everyone deserves to be safe. And, uh, you know, people making choices 
to to drive a certain way because they want to thrill or because they don't care because they left late or whatever it is in their life that's causing them to make poor decisions, well, they impact other people. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly quite tired of seeing so many fatalities and so many people hurt and families impacted and, and communities fractured uh, due to loss of life because someone was late or just didn't give a crap because they're more important than everybody else. Driving is a, is a community thing. Driving, uh, the roads are a space shared by everyone. Not okay that people are just uh, doing what they want because they want to do what they want. Entitlement, it's not okay. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, license restrictions from people who suffer from seizures. Okay, we can talk about that. Uh, question from, or a statement more from Evangel. We'll get to that in a second. What speed? What speed triggers photo radar? Interesting question. Uh, Ryan Pin, good morning. And as I... <laughs> I appreciate Ryan for his sense of humor. He says, can I use my cellular service, uh, sorry, cellular, yeah, cellular service phone while driving if I promise not to be in a crash? Everyone thinks they're, well, I, I have to give you back, background. Uh, Ryan Penn, who, who skillfully constructs these questions uh, to, uh, to cause smiles everywhere, uh, is a professional driving instructor in uh, Nova Scotia, where, where it's also illegal to use a cell phone while driving. Uh, Yes. You know, everyone thinks they're a great driver, right? I'm sure the people that even you're teaching think they're fantastic at what they do. Uh, and the other drivers, uh, ask them if they're a good driver. I think the major majority of people will tell you that they are fantastic, regardless of what the truth is, because our perception is reality, isn't it? Okay. Uh, How is it that a 30-year police veteran decides to drink and drive in reference to the old TPS bar. First of all, I don't know uh, where alcohol came into play, if it was at the bar or the fact that it's called a bar. Uh, even I don't know if the alcohol was being served at the bar at the time that it was brought up. So I appreciate that there was a uh, that there may or may not be involved in that. But how does someone uh, drink and drive? Poor decision-making. That's all it is. I can't defend anyone for doing it. Some people do have a, a, an addiction problem. I don't know if that was a play, a play in that or anybody else's, uh, but often that's what I hear. Uh, whenever I talk about don't, you know, not drinking uh, and driving or driving while sober, uh, very often people in the comments will say, well, you shouldn't judge people for their problems. But I do. And we arrest people for their problems when those problems impact other people and are breaking the law. That's just what it is. I, I don't know in particular, I, I'm assuming I know who you, maybe who you're talking about, but I don't, I don't know anything in particular in that case. Uh, can police enforce stop signs on private property? We'll talk about that. Oh, and just one last thing. I will say this about impaired driving. Don't trust impaired people. I mean this in that if you trust yourself after you've been drinking to make good decisions, I'm fine, I feel great, I'm good, I'll be okay, it's only around the corner. It's those conversations with yourself or with others where people get into trouble. It may not be something where they where they even thought that they were impaired, even if they were. All right, can police enforce stop signs on private property like Paul, Paul mall parking lots? Uh, the answer is those are not enforceable because it's private property. Stop signs are not uh, enforceable there. The uh, the Highway Traffic Act for most offenses relies or, or has power on the highway, Highway Traffic Act. 
saving except for things like stunt driving uh, or, or some things in relation to license plates and collisions. Failing to remain, that would be something that would be enforceable. Um, a license plate that was uh, manipulated or uh, made to be uh, confused, confused plate, I think is what the charge is, that would be enforceable. But even having a license, if you drove a vehicle on the, uh, or, or if you drove a motor vehicle on private property without insurance and without a license, that would not be a, an offense under the HDA because those aren't enforceable there. Okay. Chase has a question or a statement or possibly both. My broker has told me the same thing. Insurance considers all convictions. However, when I do a CAA quote online, it only asks me for the number of convicted moving violations. That is their prerogative. Yeah, they, they, they can, uh, if they ask you those questions, it makes it very easy to answer them. Uh, yeah, every company, it's a private company that assumes and, and determines your risk to them. They're oddly enough, not in the business of paying people. Their, their goal is to insure people. You're paying for risk. You're not paying for, they don't actually want to pay you. They want to minimize that. They will pay you. It's a great emergency thing. Like I was in a collision, they paid me, thankfully. Had they not been uh, there, I'd be in big trouble because someone hit me. Just saying. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to flag a couple more because I realized I, I kept going even though I had some stuff flagged in the background. Didn't mean to skip you. Just, you know, down a rabbit hole I went. Uh, Ryan Pinn says <laughs> another. Well, it's almost dad jokes. They're, they're Ryan Pinn jokes. Uh, can you drink with a full G? We'll talk about that. Uh, my l- Oh. Synchron's mother would like to know something about riding bicycles on the sidewalk. Okay. Uh, the Grinch says, morning, all. Dalton James, who wants to know about uh, license plate covers. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, laws are supposed to be for safety. We'll talk about that in a second. Can you... Oh. Can you drive if... if uh, okay, we'll keep talking about that. Uh, fractured bones. Is, uh, this is going to be about fractured bones. Uh, Leonidas wants to know about people being ticketed in the passing lane. Okay, uh, using a phone, okay. All right, I'm gonna flag this one. <laughs> Ryan Pin, I'm not even reading it yet. I don't wanna I wanna I don't wanna ruin the surprise. Are orange speed signs enforceable? We'll talk about that. Uh, is it illegal to teach my friend to without a license to drive on pro- we already did cover that, but we'll talk about it again. Uh, okay. All these are flagged. 20 questions in the hopper. Let's go back to the top. So Michael H. Experienced drivers should get better at test. I binged watched Canada's Worst Driver last winter, which made me do all of Ontario's practice tests. G1, A, B, Z, M1, signs on a website, passed all. Well, you, well, I hope to do as well as you, because I'm sure that I'll get some things that I just don't look at, think of, or, or yeah, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping I do as well as you, you uh, said you did. So there you go. Uh, Red Rover wants to know, can I smoke in a car while driving, ash outside, but throw the end of the cigarette in the car? Is that, did I read that correctly? Can I smoke in the car while driving, ash outside, but throw the end of the cigarette in the car? Okay, so essentially you want to, so let's let's deal with the smoking portion of it first. Can you consume a cigarette or, you know, smoke a cigarette while you're driving a motor vehicle in Ontario? There is an act called the Smoke-Free Ontario Act, and that dictates that you can't smoke in your workplace. And if you work in a company, a commercial vehicle, 
uh, or company vehicle, it's arguable that is your workplace, and thus you can't smoke in it. For instance, police cars can't smoke in those. Uh, if you are ashing out the window, are you littering? Yeah. If you're throwing the whole cigarette out, I've charged people for littering for throwing the cigarette out the window. Uh, there's ashtrays, or they're optional now, oddly enough. Uh, but yeah, you should you should not be throwing a lit cigarette out the window. I've been hit by lit cigarettes when riding motorcycle. I've seen mattresses on fire because people have thrown out uh, their their garbage out the window, and it is garbage. It's littering. Uh, there's another uh, situation where you cannot smoke in a car in Ontario, and that is if you're traveling in a motor vehicle with an occupant who's under the age of 16. That is illegal. Yeah. What do you do if you see people doing road rage on highway? Well, if you think that that road rage, because that's a very that's a very big topic. I don't know what road rage is, but if you think, I, sorry, let me rephrase. I don't know what the road rage that you're talking about is. I don't know if that is something that uh, is you know putting people in immediate uh, risk, or are they just screaming because they're aggravated at the world? I'm sure, we've all been there. I. <laughs> I yell at people all the time. My windows are closed. They can't hear me, but I'm yelling. Trust me. Uh, yeah, because I see everything they do, and I'm annoyed. But if it's putting people at risk, you can call 911. If, it's a, you're, you know, if you are seeing people in immediate risk of, of injury or harm or, or, or death, yeah, if someone's trying to run someone off the road, that's a call 911 situation. Uh, that, that's something happening in the now, and we need to know so we can respond. Good question. I like it. What are the license restrictions for people that suffer from seizures? So it's my understanding that you need medical clearance. My, my belief is that, because I've, I've dealt with this in the past, not myself, but uh, people close to me, uh, that they have got to be seizure-free for a year, signed off by a doctor, and controlled by medication. That is my understanding. And if, if you are at any time uh, you know, someone that has a seizure during the time that you're licensed, that you would then lose your license until such time as a doctor would be able to, uh, once again, control it by medication and have you seizure-free for one year. Other than that, uh, it things have, may have changed, but it's a medical uh, suspension or prohibition. Okay. Evandro says, everybody need to stop thinking about tickets. We need to start thinking about our lives, about how danger uh, is speeding, distracted driving, and uh, stand driving. I don't know exactly what you meant by that, but... I'm going with the message. It's a good one. Yeah, we should be less concerned about the cost of our tickets and 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 what's going to happen to us with our insurance increases and focus on the safety aspect. That's really everything that I do is about the safety thing. People accuse us, uh, you know, they accuse us of being here to collect money. We're tax pay, we're tax collectors. We don't need to write a ticket unless you break the law. Don't break the law. You won't get a ticket. It is so simple. What triggers the photo radar? 10 kilometers an hour and above? I can honestly tell you that I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't care. The reason I don't want to know or care is because no one should be going 10 kilometers over the speed limit. They shouldn't be going 9, 8, 7, 6. You know what I'm getting at? You shouldn't be speeding. Uh, I recently had a, a, a mild uh, cardiac moment where I was driving in an area that was once 60, that is now 50 that I did not realize was 50. So I was doing 10 over because I thought I was lawfully doing 60. And I was not. And then I saw a photo radar camera in close proximity to a street sign. So I both realized I was doing 10 over and I was in, you know, uh, potentially getting a ticket. I did not receive a ticket. Um, 
that's not my roundabout way of telling you that you can go faster or, or that 10 is safe. Maybe my speedometer was inaccurate. Maybe I was only doing eight over the limit. But I was, in fact, above the speed limit, and I felt terrible about it, and I have, not, I have slowed down in that area now that I have paid attention to the speed limit sign. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know what the speed limit is, what, what the trigger is. It might be a percentage. It might be different in different areas. It is certainly different in, in, in different jurisdictions because they are city-run, not police-run. Ah, uh, what is this? Why was, this is Michael L, not to be confused by Michael H. Michael H has a green square. Just saying, I noticed these things. Uh, why was Toronto police controlling the intersection for all the cars leaving Import Fest, but most of them had no front plate? Most drivers on the phone taking videos and wouldn't pass safety. Oh, most drivers on the phone taking videos? So here's the deal. I'm, I don't know. I wasn't there. I have no idea as to why they were there, but I'm assuming it was a paid duty. A paid duty being that they were there to control and move traffic, and I'm sure they were all biting their lips, wishing they could pull over every single car, but if they pulled over any car, they wouldn't be directing traffic, and they were being paid, likely being paid, by the event to control access to the area, not to conduct enforcement. So generally speaking, if we're on a paid duty, we're, we're well, we're, we're always paid by someone other than the police when we're on a paid duty. I say always, maybe... Yeah, we get a call back otherwise. Anyway, uh, yeah, we have a job to do. We're not there for enforcement purposes. If it's egregious, if it's criminal, we're going to do something. But a front plate wouldn't be enough for us to stop what we're doing and that we're required to do for the customer uh, and, and start doing something else. But I'm sure that the officer who was there was annoyed because I certainly would have been. Uh, in, in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Jerry Agar. Uh, the, coming in from News Talk 1010, that's a radio station in Toronto, a, a fantastic uh, human being. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very proud to call Jerry my friend. Uh, and uh, he is going to join us on the air, or we're going to join him on the air, and he's going to join us here, 416-872-1010, and uh, to call into the show. We want to talk to producers, uh, talk about your questions, we'll bring you on the show, and we'll talk about it. Uh, text in 71010, and we can talk about that or whatever it is you want to talk about. And, of course, there, we're only doing 10 or 15 minutes with Jerry, and then we'll be back to our regular show where we'll continue to answer your traffic and police questions. And for anyone who doesn't know who I am, my name is Sean Chipper. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day, and you should follow this channel if you don't already do it. We put out content daily. We put out live streams daily. Well, when I'm in the office. At home, very rarely do I jump online. I used to do it a lot more. Even when I was on vacation, I took you all to Florida with me. I was on the balcony. Uh, going live and answering questions because I didn't want you to be without, didn't want you to miss out. Uh, we have Thin White Line Interceptor who was earlier here, Ryan, who said good morning and I neglected to respond uh, verbally, but I saw you. Thanks, brother. Jason Nathanson says, uh, so larger tractor trailers and dump trucks have spikes over their wheel lug nuts. Is this legal in Ontario? Hmm. Protrude, it, it might be that they're over the full vehicle width. I don't think there's a law that says don't have pointy things on your wheels. I, I don't. I think they're stupid. I don't know why anyone puts them on. It's, it's possible that they'd be beyond the full, the total width of the vehicle because that now changes the width of the vehicle. It may not be. I don't know. Good morning. Road rage person jumps out of damage. Oh, oh. Okay. So this is a question from Jake here, also on Instagram, who wants to know if someone road rage person. Jumps out and damages your car. Is it vandalism charges? Mischief, criminal mischief at very least. I don't know about vandalism. Um, I'd say criminal mischief. 
uh, over or under, and, and it, it all depends, right? Like if, if you're if they're saying they're going to kill you while they're doing it, then there could be other charges in addition to the the mischief. Uh, let's see here. Traxman says it looks nice in the truck. It does. I, listen, I think a lot of modifications look really cool. Uh, I don't, however, uh, think that they're all good ideas. Like I, I think trucks with big old wheels on them look awesome, but if they're oversized wheels and not covered by a fender, not legal. Okay, uh, probably five minutes away still for Jerry. Check my email. Stand by. Okay. No email other than the one that I received earlier, so we're still good to go. I think I, did I close that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I should have I kept that link open. Anyway, guys. Uh, what is the proper hand positioning for playing air drums while driving? Again, professional driving instructor Ryan Pinn asking his uh, constructed question to create laughs, in which they, they are generally successful. Air drums while driving. People should, should yeah, that would, it truly, if you were driving and playing air drums, no hand on the wheel, if it was uh, causing you to zoom in and out, we talk about careless driving. News Talk 1010 Control, how are you? Oh, they texted, they say hello. Uh, I, I, uh, if you hear me loud and clear, I do not hear you, but I uh, let me know when you're able to chat. They've confirmed they hear me, that is good. Cool, so we're connected and uh, they'll say hello when they are ready. But that means we're getting closer to having Jerry Agar from News Talk 1010 jump on the line with us. Okay. Uh, so Synchron wants to know what I think about a, the leader of the NDP riding his bicycle on the sidewalk and whether that's a charge. I have no idea. I, I'm not aware of where this happened. I, if, you're, if it happened in Toronto, we have bylaws that say it's illegal to ride on the, a bicycle on the sidewalk. Other jurisdictions may not have that bylaw. If you're in a rural area, they may not care. Um, it is a, a, a violation here, and we would ticket somewhat. Yeah, we have bicycles. What's up, Ben? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Not too bad. We're just coming up in a couple minutes. Cool. If you leave us in radio silence and then just <laughs> hit the switch when you're ready, we'll be ready for you. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Uh, for sure. That was control. And we uh, uh, we will be, like I said, we'll, we'll have them on mute and they'll jump in when they're ready to go. And then we will do what we do with, uh, with Jerry. And then we'll be back to just with you. Uh, in the meantime, here is a question for from destiny 8989 who wants to know if you can drink with a full g license well that's a very non-specific thing do you mean can you have more than zero blood alcohol content bac see when you're a learner when you have a, a g1 or a g2 uh, or if you have a g and you're under the age of 22 so you, if you're 21 you can't drink with a g at all zero alcohol if you're an M1 or an M2, it's conditioned to drive with a zero BAC. If you're a commercial motor vehicle driver, driving a commercial motor vehicle is zero. So the answer is, if you're 22 years old or older and not a learner, so you have your full G, then you can have more than zero. But you can't drive impaired, and impaired is any level of impairment. If you have uh, 0.05 to 0.079, you're going to get a warning, uh, a warning result on a roadside screening device, which would result, it, it's illegal for you to drive that way. 0 0.05 to 0 0.079 would result in a three-day or seven-day, or there's even a next step, I think you go to school, 
Um, and that is if you, uh, you, you get a suspension, roadside suspension for getting a warrant, because again, Ontario law says you can't drink with 0.05 to 0.079, but 0.08, that's going to get you arrested. That's going to have you taken down and uh, after taken to the police station to have a, uh, a breathalyzer test completed. Uh, you're going to be taken to a breath uh, technician uh, on another demand, and that's what you do. And then you're going to be charged if, uh, based on the results of your instrument readings. And that's the story. So more than zero, but it's, it's better off to have zero. It's always better off to have zero. No drugs, no alcohol if you're driving a motor vehicle. All right, Dalton James, can I have a protective license plate cover? No, the answer is no, you, you cannot. Uh, you cannot have anything covering your license plate. You cannot have a tinted, clear, you can't even have a, a license plate frame that says, you know, your family car dealership name on it, like nothing. You cannot obscure anything. Now, I have come up with a design personally in my hobby time uh, that would allow you to have a, a, you know, advertise your favorite car dealership uh, or, or, you know, flavor of, of fruit gum, uh, fruit roll-ups. I don't know. You could do whatever you wanted to do as long as you never covered any portion of the plate. And there's a way to do it. And that would be to have a backing plate. Listen anytime, anywhere to News Talk 1010 Toronto through your Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Jerry Agar continues. Sean Shapiro is with Traffic Safety Programs, Traffic Operations for the City of Toronto. He's on TikTok at Traffic Services, and every day, pretty much, he does a show on TikTok, talking to people about their questions, answering questions regarding traffic law, etc. And that's why I call him the TikTok Traffic Cop, Sean Shapiro. Good morning. Good morning to you. So I was talking with John Moore, telling him that you were on the show today, and he said and I'd like your reaction to this, that he knew a guy who was an ex-cop, and he had this uh, cop manual of some kind that he would always just put on the dash of his car because that was a wink-wink to uh, any police officer. This is a police officer car, no tickets, and that it worked. Well, it may have worked in the past. Uh, we, we had a chief at one point that had on-duty police cars, if they were parked somewhere illegally, that would get a ticket, and then you'd have to go in and, and justify why you were there. So I don't know if that still works. I, I just avoid parking in places I'm not allowed to park. All right. Have you ever gotten a ticket? I have, and I got one recently because I thought I was in a legal space, and then Aaron told me afterwards uh, that I wasn't, and that's why I had to pay my $50 ticket. Aaron is the actual parking officer who's been on the show? Yes, that, that's the one. Uh, I yeah. was within nine meters of an intersection, even though I was in an area that I thought was okay based on signage, so I was wrong. It happens on occasion. Yeah, the signage in this city is part of the problem, actually. Sometimes you've got, like, here's a sign that makes it look like I can park here, and then the sign above it makes it look like I can't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it, it was funny. It, it, when I spoke to her, she said, actually, that's the ticket that they, they wouldn't normally write, but uh, I must have been lucky. Okay. <laughs> let's do another episode with her, by the way. I'd love to do that. Okay, let's set it up. Uh, meanwhile, here is Catherine from Bowmanville. What's your question, Catherine? Uh, good morning, Duo. I would like to know why when there's a, generally it's an accident, but there's backup on the, on the 401, the gates aren't closed to the on-ramp so that those of us trying to get somewhere don't end up in the middle of the jam. I think it's a great idea, uh, what you're suggesting, that, that all the ramps get closed. Very often, if it's ser serious, police officers are actually uh, sent to those ramps to close it off, but the, the closing the ramps requires a key lock system where a city worker has to go out and do it. It's, it's probably just logistical. Uh, so I know when we have major collisions, we'll actually send police officers to block those ramps. Oh, because I have not come across one in Bowmanville. 
And that may be a, just a, a locational thing. They have fewer officers <laughs> Did available. Did you forget about us out here? Catherine, how busy is traffic in Bowmanville? <laughs> well, generally quite, because we're before Dixon. And so, of course, if, okay. you listen to, if you listen to Lisa, you know darn well. Okay, Catherine, thanks very much. It usually backs up. <laughs> Thank you very much. That reminds me, uh, Sean, uh, I was in Brandon, Manitoba, where my sisters live, and uh, I'm living in Toronto. My brother's living in Winnipeg. And we were at my sister's place, and we said that we we're going to make a beer run. And they said, oh, well, don't take the 18th Street Bridge. Oh, my God. The 18th Street Bridge is under construction. The traffic just backs up. And we said, okay. And we got in the car and said, let's take the 18th Street Bridge and see what a Brandon traffic backup looks like. And we timed it out, and I think we lost 20, 25 seconds or something wow (laughs) (laughs) they were willing to drive all the way over to first street to avoid it yeah i don't know what i would do if i lost 30 seconds yeah toronto police officers stops three distracted drivers all on their cell phones at the same time within about 30 seconds kirk papadopoulos a toronto police officer uh was parked at avenue road and davenport road and he he found three drivers on their cell phone at the same time this it seems like this is just still an enormous problem it absolutely is. I mean, when I drive my personal vehicle to and fro, uh, I see, I, I look at my windows and I stare at the people as they use their phones, waiting for them to notice me so I can wave and occasionally uh, identify myself. But the, the, the fact is that, uh, uh, yeah, people have, it, it's, they're, they're addicted to their phones. They need to, uh, you know, possibly up the ante. Maybe, the, maybe we need some heftier fines because $615, uh, a three-day suspension and three demerit points seems like a major risk that no one wants to get. Uh, but they're still doing it. You got a question for Sean. It's 416-872-1010. 416-872-1010. Toll free, 877-518-5151. And you can text us at 71010. Here's a text. Why is it now okay to take off your front license plate? Why don't police enforce this? I can easily see 10 to 20 cars a day where they've deliberately taken off the front plate. That's what this person is asking you. It drives me crazy that uh, people do this because it doesn't look nice. So they don't want to put holes in their bumper or uh, the the dealer didn't give them the bracket. Uh, There's no excuse. It's absolutely illegal. And uh, we do ticket it, but it, 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 there's just everyone's, it's so uh, popular to do this. Uh, and we prioritize what we, we focus on. We look for speeders, distracted drivers, uh, aggressive drivers, impaired drivers. And we will still stop people for this, uh, but there's an abundance of the dangerous drivers that seem to get the, the majority of our attention. Okay, and but I always wonder. I I know that it, that you have to have both plates and what the law is, but I question whether it's necessary. And that's up to politicians, not you. But and I say that because there are many jurisdictions in North America where you don't have to have a front plate. When, when uh, Premier Ford came into uh, office originally, he actually looked at reducing or, or only making rear plates because he wanted to save money on the the the, the project. And yeah. there is, it would be a half price. I mean, what a great deal. So he went to the uh, the International, or the, sorry, the uh, Ontario Association of Chiefs of Police and, and asked them, and they know stuff. Uh, and they came back and said, it, it's it's absolutely worthwhile to have tw- twice the chances of uh, identifying a vehicle, whether it be for an Amber Alert or stolen vehicle. Uh, it, it's just better. And now with the automated plate reader systems that are coming into play, uh, again, it is it is a valuable thing to have. Uh, for us. And, and odd, oddly enough, when you rear end someone and take off, that license plate tends to become, uh, you know, removed from the vehicle and left behind as evidence. It really helps us out. Here is John downtown. John, go ahead. Morning, Jerry. Good morning, Sean. 
Sean, uh, downtown uh, Toronto here, as you may or may not know, is a huge issue going on with respect to pedestrian traffic uh, and uh, pedestrians uh, not obeying uh, the, the stoplight sign that comes up with the big red hand. And quite frankly, uh, this this, this uh, signal goes off and it's a red hand, meaning don't walk. And you have people continuing to walk across the intersection of cars getting ready to to move, and it's a, a huge issue. Are there any enforcement initiatives on the on the goal for that? You know, you're you're absolutely right that there's a big problem with this. That you know, I don't think that the pedestrians who are just walking across the street without looking left or right or giving any uh, opportunity for vehicles that are waiting to turn. Uh, I don't think that they're, they're acknowledging how much that negatively impacts the city's traffic problem. Uh, but is there an initiative in terms of enforcement? I'd say it's the same thing as front plates. The focus has been on the stuff that leads to serious injury and death and, and less so on there. But we do do traffic campaigns. We do do education opportunities. And there are people being charged, uh, but it is not the focus of what we're doing. I, I do agree that it, we could use some more attention there. All right, John, thanks for that question. I had brought it up yesterday, as a matter of fact, on a, on a topic, and I said that I want to see some sort of pedestrian ticket blitz uh, going on. Here is Michael from London. Yeah, hi there, Sean. Uh, nice. Thanks for taking my call. I I had two quick two quick questions. Number one, if I'm turning left at an intersection, why do I and I'm behind some guy who's doing five kilometers an hour? Why do I have to turn left into the left-hand lane rather than moving to the right-hand lane if the right-hand lane is empty? That's that's number one. And number two, what happens on streets? Where there are no sidewalks, do what rights do pedestrians have when they're walking on? You know, they're walking the dog on the road. Okay, two good questions. The first is that that a proper and safe turn has you turning into the appropriate lane. Part of that reason is because we're all doing a little dance and everyone has a, play, a part to play. And when you go out of sequence and do something that is not expected, well, somebody hits you and it causes a collision. So they've they've come into this factor of who does what and when blame is is attributed. It's considered an unsafe or improper turn. So. Uh, curb lane to curb lane, left lane to leftmost lane, uh, that's the way it is required. In terms of beyond that, I, I couldn't tell you any other reasons. Uh, when you talk about what rights do pedestrians have on roads that have no sidewalks, um, if you're going to be running or walking on a road that has no sidewalks, you want to be contraflow, according to the Highway Traffic Act, which means walking into oncoming traffic uh, on the cur- at the curbside or uh, to the side of the road uh, so that you can see what's happening with, road- with uh, vehicles approaching. Yeah, my experience has been uh, people who want to come across the the left-hand lane into the right-hand lane, making that left turn that he's talking about on multi-lane streets, is that the, the many, many people are doing it because they just want to, and it isn't necessarily safe because the other people coming from the other direction are trying to turn into the right-hand lane. Sean, we'll talk again. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. Take care. This is the iHeartRadio Talk Network. It's 1045. News Okay, we'll we'll cut them off there. We'll uh, jump back into our stuff and things. Uh, I I do enjoy when we get to uh, to have callers and uh, uh, thumbs up to the, uh, the the radio people who just said thanks for uh, for popping in. They gave a little text message. That's why I did the thumbs up. Uh, yeah, it, it's great to be able to talk to people. I wish we could do uh, that sort of thing with you uh, from. And I know we can in certain ways, but not in the way we're currently set up. Uh, maybe one day, maybe we'll get to that point. I think it would be awesome. I'd love to hear from you and, uh, and be able to have different conversations. Because right now, it's people who jump in and leave texts and then have to wait, and it's a process. So I appreciate that this could be done differently, maybe even better.
Okay, I'm going to go through and see what kind of, oh, a whole bunch of questions that have come in in the last little while. Let me go through and flag them so we can address them. Uh, and just to let you know, uh, it's quarter to 11, and 11 will stop taking new questions, and we'll continue until we answer all the questions in the queue, uh, in, or unless somebody comes in and says, Sean, we need to go and do something different, because I'm, I'm a cop, and I have supervisors, and they say, do things, and then I, I do them. That's how it works. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, okay. Questions about uh, why do uh, members of the public get tickets for handheld communication devices, but police that enforce it do the same thing and don't get tickets? Okay, we'll talk about that. A G1 question, we'll talk about that from, from Chase. Uh, oh, very good. Okay, very good statement about cigarettes and biodegradability. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, wants to know about being hit by a cigarette butt. What would I do? Some advice for a newcomer that's about to drive in snow. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, we'll talk about that. Interesting perspective. We're actually doing an event with CAA uh, and uh, the OPP. We're going to get together and, and do a morning event in November all about winter driving. So uh, we'll, we'll try and record bits and pieces of that and share with everybody. But we'll talk about it in advance. Um, oh, all right. We'll talk about Ryan Pinn's birthday. That's always interesting. Crystal wants to know how my day has been. My day has been wonderful. Thank you for, very much for asking. Uh, da, 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 let's see here. Ryan, do, 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 ra oh. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is chastising me for my parking. Uh, that, that, that ignorance of the law is no excuse. And that's true. And this is why I paid the $50 uh, parking ticket without any uh, rebuttal because I was wrong. Do you have employee incentives for tickets? Okay, I'll put this one out of sequence because I think it's funny. Or at very least, a good question. Um, it would be great if we got toasters or, or you know, free uh, Southern vacations for giving the most number of tickets. I used to write a lot of tickets when I was on the road. I never got a bonus for for doing that. There is no quota, nor are there any incentives or or bonus points or gifts, uh, stickers, even nothing, nothing. Uh, not even a, not even like a high five. I mean, it's just you're doing your job, right? That's what we're that's what we're doing. So, I, but I think it's funny. I, I talk about free toasters because free toasters are what you got for being like the number one salesperson back in the seventies, I think. Uh, boom, boom, boom. What is this? Someone got their car back from the mechanic and all their stuff is gone. That's a problem. I'd be calling to make a report with the police. But of course I just had the screen refresh and I have to scroll back. So yes. Um, since I addressed it, I'll just put it on screen. And yeah, I'd, I'd call police and file a report. I, and, and I would do that. Um, of course, I would also talk to the mechanic shop to say, hey, I would I, I would have pr probably noticed that and, and said something. Maybe they confused your tools with their tools. I, I don't know. It, but it sounds like it's a, a report uh, and a, a call to police to me. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, and Kayla's back. Welcome. Snare drums. Oh, hang on. I, I want to look at that. Hey, Stuart Parsons says hi, and and to him I I salute you and say hello back. Uh, awesome. How's it going? Should bring, I got to get, get him on 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 here for uh, for an interview at some point. Have him in as a as a retired guy. Okay, scrolling back, and we've got. Oh, I love that. I'm taking things out of question, out of out of sequence because I'm 
don't want to bore you as I scroll through. Uh, if two cars turn into the middle lane at the same time and hit each other, will it be a 50-50? Oddly enough, so you say turn into the middle lane. Uh, do you mean like change lanes into the middle lane? Because, yeah, both vehicles are responsible for ensuring they can do that safely. Um, it doesn't make sense that no one would, uh, that, that those, these kind of collisions happen. That, yet they do happen. Uh, yeah, they could be in a, in a mixed uh, or shared responsibility thing. They could both be charged for it. Uh, it would be hard to say one was responsible and the other one was not. Oh, okay, Stephen Bowles' question is about windows that don't roll down. What do you do when the police pull you over? Uh, real cries. Can a police officer use a radar gun? Uh, while other, what is this? While already at a traffic stop with another vehicle. Okay, uh, we'll talk about that. Illegal for riding bike on crosswalk? Yes, it is, but we'll talk about it more. Um, Tehil Vahora wants to know about how come police officers are allowed to speed? We'll talk about that. Um, if I have a G2 with my friend's permission, can I drive his vehicle? We'll talk about that. CEO of No. Um, I'm the big, big meanie. That's what they used to call me years ago when this started on social media. CEO of No seemed to be the most common. I guess there was a trend about CEO of No or CEO of whatever. I think that's, that's fallen apart. I haven't been called that in a while. Thanks, Ryan, for, you know, picking the scab on an old wound. Uh, no, actually, I, I wore it like a badge of honor. I think CEO of No is awesome. Uh, Tim Shallow coming in late to the game at 10.49. Hello, hello. Um, what I like this. Um, what we really need is a new volley. Absolutely. Because uh, volley was an app that is no more, and we used it for allowing voice and text. And it was great because people were sending me video clips. Maybe I use a Dropbox or something so you can send me videos in advance uh, as opposed to live interview, but I, I think that would be awesome. Um Question about what speed would be pulled over on the 401? <laughs> I like that Michael's suggesting that we get Canada's Wonderland passes or Cineplex coupons for uh, uh, for PCs for doing their job, I guess. Uh, you know, rewarding us for doing our job uh, seems like, you know, we're getting paid. That's the reward. I think that's how it works. Um, questions about incent is it incentives? Oh, for ex-military members. I guess you mean to become police officers? We'll talk about that. Uh, in fact, we'll talk about that because I have not spoken about our, the fact that we're hiring. Um, oh, can you get a ticket for not having a speedometer? <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that. I like that. If I call a non-emergency number to report a dangerous driver, what happens with my complaint? We'll talk about that. Um, okay, I think we're up to date with those 27 questions in the queue. Let's start answering them. So uh, we talked about this one. Uh, Michael L., says laws are supposed to be for safety so if you can justify the public safety risk on why can't i use my phone at a train oh uh because you're still responsible for paying attention to driving like what happens if someone behind you is uh rolling towards you and you could move out of the way or i'm making this up as i go along but you're driving you're still on the road you're not legally parked the, the, the law is quite clear if you are on the road, not in a legal parking spot, you're driving. Even if you're in park, you're driving because you're responsible for that vehicle unless you're legally parked. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple, and it is for safety. Uh, oddly enough, I'm looking at the train. I'm listening for the train. I'm listening for people who are behind me not paying attention to the train uh, or the fact that we're all stopped because collisions happen at the darndest times. And you think that no one's paying attention. Like, you know, four in the morning waiting for a train and you get rear-ended. Why? 
because the person behind you wasn't paying attention. But what happens if you were looking in the mirror every five seconds while you were waiting, just as though you were moving, and you saw that happening? Maybe you could have pulled it away. Maybe you could have protected yourself. Like throwing maybes and what ifs, but um, it, it, it coincides with your question, so I'm going to stick with it. Uh, can you drive if a left-hand pinky is fractured and the rest of the finger is fine? Oh, fingers are fine. Yeah, um, if, you're, if your boo-boo on your finger doesn't negatively impact your ability to safely operate your vehicle and you haven't been medically suspended, then, then sure. There's it's it's an element of um, common sense that has to be employed. Yeah. I mean, if you, had a, if you had a broken arm and you were still able to, you know, shift and control your vehicle like a, a, a standard vehicle, maybe not, but an automatic vehicle, I think would be okay. It depends. Obviously, if you get involved in a collision, that's going to be the first thing that everyone looks at and then tries to make you responsible for. Were you responsible? Did it factor into the unsafe operation? Did you cause a collision because of it? You know, all these things will be looked at. Uh, Leonidas says, why don't you give tickets to those who slow traffic in the passing lane? Let's talk about that. Speeding is a problem. Speeding is illegal. Do you mean people who are slow traffic being the people who are driving the speed limit? Because if you're driving the speed limit, in the passing lane, you're going as fast as you're legally allowed to go in the passing lane. And if you're going above the speed limit, you need a ticket, not the person who's slowing you down. It's kind of like helping you be lawful. I would not write a ticket for the person who's doing 100 and 100 and a kilometer an hour road in the passing lane even because they're lawful, even though there are laws that could be applied. Uh, that is not unnecessary slow driving. Being 60 in the passing lane in a speed limit of 100, yeah, that would be an issue and I would, I would charge them. Slower mo moving traffic should stay to the right, even if it's to let the bozos who are going over the speed limit get past them. And the reason I say that is because we want to catch the bozos up ahead, so, you know, don't be the bozo. That would be bad, but move out of their way because they're unsafe. And part of the reason that people get ticketed for unnecessary slow driving or failing to move to the right to uh, facilitate passing or just slower traffic moving right, um, part of the reason that police want you to stay to the right is because we know the bozos are coming. And if you are in their way, they're going to make unsafe maneuvers around you to the right to get past you because they're bozos. I'm gonna stop talking about bozos. They don't deserve this much airtime. Okay, Michael, using a phone near tracks is obviously dangerous on foot. When driving, you may block traffic. When it's clear, it gets, yeah. Uh, he's making comments about why it's illegal for you to uh, to use your uh, your phone at a train crossing whilst trains are crossing. Yeah, you're making good points. Paying attention to driving is what you should be doing, even if it stopped. What is this? I'm not, this is Ryan Pin, driving instructor extraordinaire, who says, I always tell my young students, if I, uh, I'm not naive enough to think that young people don't drink. Uh, though you shouldn't, if you do, don't drink and drive and don't get in a car with a drunk driver. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, there's no excuse for impaired driving. And if you are a passenger in a vehicle, advocate for your safety. Don't get into a car with an impaired person. Uh, I don't even want to drive with someone who's inexperienced, never mind impaired and inexperienced um, or impaired at all. But what I'm getting at is it's not worth it. And I, I've spoken to people who have lost friends, uh, one in particular who was in a collision who was burned, had received burns to 75% of his body, and his three friends died. He wasn't even the driver. He's the only survivor in a collision, and it wasn't related to alcohol. It was re related to speed. So, it's bad. 
Are orange speed signs enforceable? Actually, no. Uh, white speed signs are the regulated spot, uh, signs. The construction zone signs are cautionary, not regulatory. And we would like you to slow down because we want to protect people there and it makes sense to. Uh, and we, it might be careless, it might be dangerous, could be other things that we would charge you with. But speeding wouldn't be one of them. Unless you were speeding above the other sign. It is smart, though, to slow down and, and follow those signs for safety. Is it illegal to teach my friend without a license, them to not, I'm assuming that the person that you're teaching does not have a license, how to drive on private property in an empty lot? So you might be trespassing, you may not be wanted, uh, you certainly wouldn't be insured in that scenario, but is it illegal? I, we wouldn't lay a charge, we could not lay a charge for driving without a license on private property. It's not one of the charges uh, available to us. It's just private property. We can charge you with stunt if you're doing stupid stunt stuff. Chase says, it's arguably more dangerous to go through a red light when traffic is proceeding perpendicular uh, than the jackrabbit start. Why is it only one stunt? Mm, I don't know. I didn't write that one. But it's, it's all dangerous, but that one in particular is outrageous. And I think that's why. Uh, why do we get ticketed for handheld devices, but the police who enforce it can do the same thing? Because we are legally exempt under the Highway Traffic Act and permit us to do it. Police, fire, ambulance, ham radio operators, and certain other people uh, that are designated. Uh, ham radio is an amateur radio. Uh, they're allowed to use handheld um, CB radios can be operated in some commercial motor vehicles under certain circumstances. At the end of the day, when there's a justification that is such that the government says, we acknowledge that they need to do this, then they allow you to do it. Police need communications. We have police-issued cell phones that in sometimes uh, our police radios are here. Sometimes we, have, we don't have a computer in the car. This is where we get vital information that provides time-sensitive officer and public safety details that we just we need to have access to simple as that you don't need to call and order your pizza you don't need to call mom and find out what's for dinner you don't need to, to look up movie listings while you're driving i'm listing these things because people have told me these things one person called up and said but it's an emergency actually i pulled them over on dufferin and they said but it's an emergency what's the emergency i need to call home to tell the housekeeper to feed the dog i forgot that's your emergency not an emergency. and this person was losing it because Fluffy hadn't been fed. Everything's an excuse. Everything's urgent. Everything. Use voice commands or don't do it. Or or, or pull over, park legally, and do it then. Uh, police, if we don't do it, people could die. Yeah. Different, different order. Fluffy wasn't going to die. Just saying. Uh, and even if Fluffy was going to die, doesn't qualify. The, the emergency that there, there is an exemption for everyone else. If you're calling 911 for an emergency, you can use the phone because we are 911. We're, 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 well, we're not the operators. We have magical operators who do the job of taking your calls, but we are emergency services, doing emergency stuff. Just saying. G1 question When approaching a level railway crossing with the gates down, the driver of a motor vehicle must stop how far back from the first rail? For real? I don't know. <laughs> Will I, I fail my G1 now? I don't know the, the, the I don't know the number. I stop at the stop line. What is it? Chase, I'm so disappointed. You should have fed me the answer. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Um, I just know that you don't go through because it's like an $800 fine and people die for doing it. But uh, thanks for thanks for outing me as someone who doesn't know the answer to that question. I don't know. Uh, 
Uh, Ryan Pinn, contrary to popular belief, cigarette butts are not biodegradable and are quite toxic to wildlife and can cause fire. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I never thought they were. I, they're, 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 what are they, fiberglass? They were fiberglass at one point. Uh, very healthy, I'm sure, to suck on. Uh, but yeah, littering, that's why I would charge people. It's littering. Okay. Is it a charge for hitting Sean on a motorcycle with a cigarette butt? Battery to hit someone, cigarette apart? I, I've just done the littering. It, it was it intentional? It wouldn't be criminal unless you were trying to do it. Um, so here's advice for a newcomer uh, that, that uh, is about to drive in snow. Slow. Slow down. Drive for the conditions. It could see, say, 60 kilometers an hour on the road, and that is wonderful. You don't. The goal is not to do the speed limit. The goal is to not lose traction. Uh, that would be it. I would take some driving instruction. If you've never driven in snow, uh, you can go to a, a driving school and hire them to give you some, uh, some lessons in the snow, and I think that would make a lot of sense. If it's your vehicle, I think getting snow tires is a really good idea. Um, I would also suggest that, you know, if you're not used to the extreme cold of our wonderful uh, place here, Ontario, which some people may say it's not extreme, but cold is cold. And if you're some, from somewhere that's real hot, you're going to think this is the, the Arctic. So very often people bundle up and put many, many layers on and they look like little snowmen. And then they get in the car and they can't see. Uh, and the, and their, their seatbelts way out here because it's all the... Uh, the, the, the down of their jacket, it's not safe. When you're in the vehicle, take your jacket off. Uh, drive without a, a big jacket. Wear a, a, a thin layer for safety so that your seatbelt can do what it's meant to do. Uh, you can actually get really hurt. Not to mention, could you, you know, prohibit your, um, or prevent yourself from having visibility um, because of hoodie or because of the puffiness of the jacket. You may not be able to move. That's a big thing. Also, big winter boots, great for cleaning the car. Once you get in the car, I would switch to sneakers or something you can easily drive in because those big boots can cause pedal uh, confusion or pedal, uh, uh, they just cover all the pedals. There's just too much boot happening. Uh, and, and we see people who, uh, who cause collisions because of that. Uh, but the biggest thing is slow down. Hello, we're talking about advice to newcomers who, uh, who are coming to see snow for the first time and driving. Sergeant Murray Campbell joining us in studio now, which means... Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, yes. Snow is wonderful. I love it. It, it is fun. Unless you're driving in it. Even driving in it can be fun if you're doing it slowly and, and, and safely and or on a snowmobile, you can have more fun. Well, I was going to say on a snowmobile or, you know, skis or something like that. I used to do that ski It's thing. a lot of fun. I, have, I think I have two tens, and apparently nobody uses those type of skis now. My skis were skinny and long, and now they're short and fat. I, I've, I've been out of the ski game for like 20 years or more. Yep, and it doesn't have enough horsepower for me, so. You prefer the skis that are pushed by I engines? I prefer, yes. Yep. That's reasonable. Uh, so, yeah, any advice uh, to, to someone who's about to drive in snow for the very first time? Increase your falling distance. Drive slower. Make more space, yeah. Makes more space. Realize that um, slushy snow is just like water that is uh, even tougher to drive over. Sometimes you will hydroplane on it. Um, ice forms even below or even above uh, zero. You can get uh, black ice or... Uh, Invisible you know, ice. Frost on the, on the roadways. Yeah, quite literally slow down. Slow down. I like slow down. Yeah. I, again, the speed limit is 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 set for ideal conditions, and uh, snow is not a, an ideal condition. No, nope, it is the unknown. No, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, you wouldn't believe what, what, what people drive over because it's covered in snow. Curbs, yep. lots, of, lots of fun stuff they find. And you know what? Cars aren't made to drive over curbs. No. Cost money. No, it's bad. Yep, things break. Uh, we got Ryan Pinn who says, fun fact, my birthday happens to be National Epilepsy Awareness Day. Uh, we were talking about seizures earlier. In that, uh, so I don't actually know when that is, but now when I look up National Epilepsy Awareness Day, I will know your birthday. Happy birthday when it comes. When it, whenever it happens. Uh, how high can you lift your truck? So my what I've been told, and I, this is not uh, definitive, it's just what I've been told, and it may not be accurate, so get your facts elsewhere on this one. But I'm told three-inch lift kit is the maximum you can do. Um, there are maximum heights uh, that are prescribed in the light truck and passenger vehicle guide that determine the maximum and minimum heights from center of headlights to the ground. I don't know those off heart, but there are stipulations that dictate how high you can go. Yep. Uh, and there's a bunch of different ways that you can lift your truck should you mm -hmm. want to make it more off-road ready. Uh, body lifts and uh, suspension lifts, two totally different things. Um, both affect the handling of your vehicle. So that's why there are limits on it. So the, when the new uh, when new regulations came in um, requiring safeties um, that are much more in depth, mm -hmm. uh, I believe there's there's guidelines in there. What is allowed? Because you can't get safety at, at a certain point. I remember that um, you know people were buying vehicles and they couldn't transfer the ownership because they wouldn't pass safety unless they reverted back down to their original ride height. So I don't I don't have the the, the um, absolute answer on this, but I know that they exist. Yep, and, and lots of people modify their vehicles for certain things. Some are safe, some are not. Uh, I have no problem with modifications of vehicles at all. Do it properly, though. Yes, make sure whatever you do, you do properly. And check again to make sure you're doing it legally. Yep. Um, I, I, I now really want to know, but I know I will also likely forget and never look this up as to what the maximums are. And I, I'm sure there's a, a caveat as to depends, uh, you know, rolled up in there that depends on the type of vehicle and the way that... Yep. Yeah. Uh, zombie, remember, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, I, I remember back in high school. And everybody doing body lifts on their pickup trucks using hockey pucks. No kidding. They would just lift the body up, put in a couple of hockey pucks and a longer bolt in there, and and it was actually allowed back then. Hmm. But I, that's I, why people did that, caused problems, and that's why the regulation changed to limit it. There's a no hockey puck rule now. So you know what? <laughs> every every rule out there is there because somebody did something not so smart. And they had to create a rule. That's usually how rules of all kinds are made. Yep. Yeah, someone, someone, you know, point, ruins it for everybody else. Um, snare drum at 10 and 2, bass drum at 3 and 9. I have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe uh, I, I was assuming it was a dad joke element, and maybe it's a hand position element. I'm thinking, yeah. But, but, but the snare and, uh, yeah. I don't know. Nope, no idea. Uh, if someone gets pulled over and the car window can't roll down, can they tell the cop that the window can't go down and they open the door to take the talk to the officer? That would, in fact, be the way to do it. Uh, you know, and, and I would be doing that. I can't, window doesn't, can I? Like, that's what you do. That's exactly what you do. You fumble through it. You try and communicate. You open it a crack. You don't swing it open because uh, we're probably standing on the other side of it. And that yep. would, that would and, and you know what? Even if you want, just ask the officer to open the door for you. Well, they can't hear you because the windows Because they may be able to open it just a little bit and make it safe. So oh, I see. Yeah. If you start opening the door and, and it makes it look like you're going to jump out and either run into traffic or in front of the officer or something like that, 
you may end up with well, that door being slammed back in your face. Here's the thing. You don't have to wait until the officer's beside your window to open the door. You could have it open to crack, open a little bit, as the officer approaches and say, I'm really sorry, the window's broken. And that makes good sense. It's 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 just an element of what you know, whatever works. But don't wait until they're right there and they start opening it because yeah, you might you might yeah. you might freak them out. You know what, common sense. Um, every situation is different. We don't know what we're walking up to. We don't know who you are, where you've come from, if you've just robbed a bank or what's going on. So we have totally the unknown. You know you're getting pulled over by a police officer. You can assume that everything is going to go smoothly. We are the ones on the other end that are going to be mm -hmm. kind of worried because we don't know what is going on. Yeah, we, we're, we're anticipating the worst case scenario because that's what we do. Uh, real cry says, can a police officer use a radar gun while already at a traffic stop with another vehicle? Sure. Uh, we can. Is it, are we really focusing on everybody else? We're focusing on you. Uh, but is it possible? Sure we can. Nothing says we can't. Absolutely. I think I've issued a ticket and on the way back walking, go, oh, here comes another super I, fast car. If, if I hear someone coming, I'm going to re respond, if I can do it safely, yeah. and have them just join me while we uh, finish up with number one. Number two is uh, coming. Uh, and just another thing with the, the whole door opening and windows, that's actually a reality that many people are going to deal with with freezing freeze, freezing vehicles and the weather that's about to hit us. Now, I don't mean like it's coming today, but, you know, in the months to come. All right. Uh, is it illegal for riding bike on a crosswalk? Yes, it is. You're not allowed to ride in a, a bicycle through a crosswalk. That's for pedestrians. If you want to cross at a crosswalk, get off your bicycle and walk. Um, yeah, that's, that's a simple one. I didn't know it was there. That now we got all this extra time to talk about stuff and things because it was an easy answer. There you go. <laughs> stuff and things. Uh, Tahil wants to know how come police officers are allowed to speeding even when not in emergency situations? Well, here's the first thing. You don't know what they're doing when they're speeding. Uh, they may be going to a emergency with their lights not active because people do the darndest things when the lights are active, like stop right in front of you assuming that we're there for them when we're just trying to get to help someone else. We have found that it is faster and safer for us to uh, to get where we're going even urgently without activating our lights unless it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely. Uh, numerous, numerous, numerous times. Depending on the traffic situation, I would never turn on. I would just drive faster. What is safe? And legal, because we're legally permitted to exceed the posted speed limit yep. in the lawful execution of our duties. However, the entire public is speeding all the time, or at least most of them are, and if we couldn't go above the posted speed limit legally, we'd be breaking the law like everybody else. We couldn't even go to look inside of someone's vehicle to see if they're wearing their seatbelt, uh, using their phone. Uh, you know, the things we do before pulling somebody over very often is check them out, make sure we can identify who the driver is in case they run away. Like, there's all sorts of things we do, and if we couldn't exceed the speed limit without turning on our lights, well, we'd, we'd get very little done. I was going across the 401 in the collector lanes, going eastbound. I was on the far left lane, the passing lane, as people call it, um, and I needed to get somewhere. And the lady in front of me, she just hammered on her brakes, had no clue, just panicked, hammered on her brakes, came to a complete stop in the middle of the highway. No matter what I did, could I get her to move? And I needed to be somewhere because somebody else needed my help. Yeah. Or else she would have gotten... <laughs> yes. Very often we can't deal with the people who don't do the right thing even though someone should deal with them. We should go to everything with two cars so one can peel off and deal with the first person. The problem yep. is there's going to be a second person and then we're still going to run out of the cars. Yep. Terrible. Uh, we have a question from Hydrohawk. If I have my G2, with my friend's permission, can I drive his vehicle? So if you have your G2, you're licensed, they have a vehicle that is, that is uh, uh, insured 
and save for the road, they can, in fact, lend you the vehicle. Um, and, and that's it. Now, if you live with your friend, uh, insurance companies often want you to be listed as a secondary driver and pay a premium. Uh, but if you're just borrowing Bob, your friend from down the street's car, um, again, permission, your license, they're insured, it's, it's lawful. A G2 is very close to a G with, it just has some small restrictions mm-hmm. on what you can and can't do. Uh, so yep, no problem at all. Question about the 401. Will you get pulled over for doing 120 on the left lane in the 401, on the 401? You could get pulled over for doing 120 in any lane on the 401 because the speed limit's 100. Yeah. And, and people say that, like, so what this question really wants to know is how much can you break the law before you get pulled over by police? And the answer is I can't tell you that because every police officer has a different threshold as to what they'll pull you over for. I have stopped people for 120. I have watched videos on TikTok where people get stopped for 120. So I will tell you that 120 is not a safe get-out-of-jail-free card. It is something that you're absolutely breaking the law and totally eligible for tickets. In fact, one kilometer over is breaking the law and eligibility for tickets is there. However, it's unlikely that someone will be pulled over for one or two kilometers over. Because Magnus, Magnus here has the, the caveat in the left lane. So that has something to do with it. So is that too slow? <laughs> well, if the rest of the traffic's traveling at 130, which they shouldn't be doing, and you're traveling at 120, which you shouldn't be doing, are you interfering with the flow of traffic? You may be. However, okay. I would never personally write a ticket to you for doing 120 being too slow. I would be writing you a ticket for 120, period. Uh, but I'd probably be going for the person who's going for 130. But then again, you never know what day of the week it is. And I could write the you know the first person, the last person, the second person, who knows. What if I'm allowed to go 130 and I'm on the way somewhere and I don't have my lights and sirens on? If you're obstructing a police officer. And I'm the third one in line and you're just driving at 120 in the passing lane with a bunch of people stacked up behind you? What do you think? Well, these are those what-ifs moments. Like, police are the only ones that are that are allowed to speed, uh, along with police fire, uh, sorry, fire and ambulance as well. But th- those are those outliers. Yes, you could be blocking someone who has the lawful authority to exceed the speed limit, and at that point, uh, you, you'd be going too slow for the passing lane. Uh, but, but the belief that people can speed legally drives me bananas. So, Sean and I are different. If you're in the left lane and you're obstructing the flow of traffic, no matter what, I'm giving you a ticket. But I'm going to give the speeder the ticket. Well. We've got to work I, together. You get see, them, I'll get the other I guys. would be pulling over the person blocking it. Okay. Because there's more frustration, more anger, road rage, um, evasive maneuvers. Um, it's it's not needed. It's not oh. needed. Keep right unless you accept Unless you're actively passing. However, no one should be exceeding the posted speed limit. Does the Toronto police have any incentives for ex-military members? And this is a question about employment. And I and I don't know if they have truly incentives. Like, do you get a, 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 a shiny hat uh, versus a dull one or a baseball cap for signing up? Uh, I do not know if there's anything of that nature. I uh, bet you you're going to do very well at uh, the police college. I imagine you'll have shiny boots and you'll understand rank and structure and discipline. And you're probably going to do well. Yep. But but will you get a signing bonus? That I don't believe we do anything like that. Uh, I would suggest you go to tps.ca forward slash careers. And if you go there, you can read all about it. Now, uh, in the past, I've seen uh, many, many recruits come through that have military experience. We have many people in this building who have military experience. Uh, so definitely, I think you do well in the process. Uh, but that being said, uh, you need to apply and try. Uh, if there's other services that are offering you a bonus for for joining, then hey, that's awesome. Uh, but I'm I'm not aware of anything like that. Okay, uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? 
can you get a ticket if you're not, or if you do not have a speedometer that is working properly? Hmm. Yes. It's it's funny. I think there's a, a whole section for that, like that that deals with um. The, so the speedometer speedometer charge, or you're talking the, just the speeding charge? Well, speeding is something you're likely doing, or or in interfering with traffic yep. if you don't know how fast you're going, because uh, you're either gauging it on of people who may or may not be following the law. But if you're pulled over and you're, in a, is it a defense for your speeding or or, or a slow driving ticket to say, hey, my speedometer is broken? Uh, no, but there is well, a speedometer charge as well. There is not, unless not? unless you're driving a school bus. Come on. Um, I know there's a charge, but I don't have my phone with me. I'd look it up. Look it up. But yeah, it's uh, it's speedometer, speedometer, and a school bus only. Get out of town. So you can safety your vehicle without a speedometer. No speedometer on a bus, or defective. But you know what? I knew there was a charge. I didn't realize it was only to that. Hundred and ten dollar ticket, no demerit points. Every bus went on a driven on the highway shall be equipped with a speedometer that which shall be maintained in good working order. So really, there you go. It's a bus. Hold on. Yeah. Click one for Murray. Yeah. I, I totally, I knew there was a charge. I just didn't realize it was only the buses. I've never obviously laid that. The context where I've dealt with people with no speedometers is they say, well, it was not working. I, how was I supposed to know? Uh, you're still responsible for your charge. And you know, there's an awful lot of apps on phones that'll tell you your speed. Your GPS. GPS. Your GPS will tell you your speeds. Funny thing about GPS. It is more accurate than your speedometer. Sometimes. Because speedometers have a working range where they may be in certain speeds different levels of accuracy. Yep. Whereas your GPS, if functioning correctly, is probably more accurate. In fact, when I changed my from my snow tires to a new size tire, which is a little bit slower, a little, a little smaller than my previous tire, my speedometer is now two kilometers uh, slower than it should be. So if you go to a smaller tire, your speedometer would be reading two kilometers faster. So maybe I went to a bigger tire. So if you go to Either a way, I got tire, two kilometers difference between my GPS and me. Or to my speedometer. So think about your speedometer as a mechanical to electronic device. It takes the rotation of the wheel, the mechanical part, and measures it. Uh, I changed that into an electronic signal that goes mm-hmm. up to your speedometer. Back in the old day, it was actually mechanical to mechanical to mechanical through your speedometer cable. But a GPS, eh, it's 100% electronic to a signal. Yes. Calculation. Probably pretty accurate. Question from Stephen. Hello, Stephen. If I call the non-emergency number to report a dangerous driver, what happens with the complaint? So if it is a dangerous driver that you feel is such an urgent in nature that you need to call the police, then call 911. It's a crime in progress. It, somebody could get hurt. This could, person could be impaired. This person could be whatever. If you want to make a driving complaint about it to be followed up later, there are ways to do it. Sean will let you know. Yeah, so the first thing is, yeah, if you're calling 911, we're probably going to send someone right then and there. It's an immediate event. Yeah, and it's not always possible, but it is absolutely what is is our highest, uh, our goal is always to send someone to things. So you have an impaired driver, yeah, we're going to take the closest unit that's free and send them there. Uh, We may even phone a friend to a local police service, like if we're near the highway, OPP might be the one to respond. But at the end of the day, Im- immediate risk to life and safety, that's what where our priority is. But if it's something that is just dangerous, no immediate, like it's, it's dangerous behavior but not immediate, it might be something that's investigated later. Or you could go online to tps.ca and uh, make an online report for driving behavior. You can make reports about local issues in your community. You can also make reports about specific driving uh, offenses of specific vehicles in your community. It may not result in a charge because we need a certain number of things to lay a charge with people to identify the driver specifically, not just the, the vehicle, 
uh, date, time, location, things of that nature. But we could very least send a letter to the registered owner and say, hey, your vehicle at this date and time was observed doing the following, and it's not nice when you do that, and you and should it, not do that. And it stays on file with us. Yes. There's a report made. And you know what? Should you get one or two or three of them, guess what? You get sent down to a traffic officer down here, they make a, they make a project out of you. So if you're the dangerous driver that's continuing, 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 maybe you're worth some attention. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we got here... Phil Jacobs bought a new vehicle four days ago. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, wait, right. 11 o'clock. We're at the 11 o'clock mark, which means, well, well in terms of questions, 22. I always say we, we go to 11, and then we, we questions asked after 11, we don't answer. Well, let's so, talk about the, the new vehicle. Um, one second here. If you want to. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. Okay, let's go into to the last couple, just so we're, we're not leaving anybody out of order. All right. Uh, Michael says Telegram takes a voice and video, so we might be able to use that like the new, uh, instead of Volley, where we were taking stuff, we might be able to do this with, with Telegram. Telegram, all right. Uh, okay. What is this question? Why is it why is it had to verify in value and give an equivalent when you have driving license from a home country? What is this? Why is it? had to verify value. I, I'm not sure what you're asking. I'm assuming you're saying that you came from another jurisdiction and you had to qualify your um, your license and experience when becoming a... When switching your driver's license over? Yeah. Not every place is is a straight trade. There are certain countries that have reciprocal agreements. You, like the United States, you come here, American license, Canadian license, or Ontario license, straight trade. Uh, I think China's the same way. Certain places, they say your infrastructure or like, like I think uh, Dominican Republic, for instance, I don't believe it's a straight trade. Uh, you can argue, show, and you at the end of the day may have to do a test. So it depends on where you're from and what the, what the, the driving is like there and what the province uh, determines is, is an exchange. Uh, but come back tomorrow and tell me more and I'd love to know more so I can answer more. Uh, so here, Phil Jacobs says... Bought a new vehicle four days ago, and it's insured with plates from my last car, same year and model and trim, but not registered. How long do I have until it becomes an issue? Uh, you have two days more. It's a total of six days uh, that you can. As long as the other car is not on the road. Right. So, so it has to be transferred either either as unfit or traded into a dealership. The vehicle, your license plate has to be not attached. It has to be a status of unattached. If it's not on the new vehicle, because the yes. new vehicle is not registered, the plates have to be unattached status, and then you can use them for six days since the vehicle is insured. But as the sergeant said, if it's your previous vehicle is sitting on the driveway registered, you cannot use those plates on the new one, which point you are in violation right now. Yeah. Uh, so good question. Hopefully, uh, you're, you're, you're still good to go. And you have to be the same class of vehicle. You can't take one off a pickup truck and put it on your car. You can't, uh, no motorcycle to car Very swaps. Yeah, there's a few things you need to know before you do it because if you get stopped with the wrong place in the wrong car, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Last question, and it's uh, I, I really That's it? well. There's more questions, but we're I joined late. You did. Oh, I'm missing out. Uh, it says if I want to hotbox my car, how can I do it legally? Leave keys in the house? Uh, no, uh, you cannot consume drugs or alcohol in a motor vehicle anywhere, regardless of proximity to keys. The difference is whether or not you are going to be charged with under uh, care and control, where they, that's, that's where the key proximity comes into question. So it wouldn't be an impaired charge, but there is a charge for consuming drugs or alcohol in a motor vehicle. In any motor vehicle. Yeah. 
Or snowmobile. So you can never legally hotbox your or car. Or boat. Yeah. Your conveyance. Uh, there are other questions, but do you want to pick and see if there's anything? These, these came in late. Good. This one's 36 seconds after 11. Do we include that? Uh, is that a good one? What HTA laws? I mean, it's, it is good. What HTA laws apply to private property? That's a good one. I think it's a good one. Um, there, there's not that many, really. Yep. Uh, HTA laws, the big one or most recent change would include is for stunt driving. Stunt driving uh, violations can be laid anywhere instead of just the Highway Traffic Act now as of, as of September 12, 2021. Yep. I think it was 21. Uh, but there's always been fail to remain and uh, confused identity of plate. Fail to report. Fail to report. Uh, use plates not authorized. Yeah, there you go. Can't put the wrong plates on your car in, in your own driveway. Uh, what else we got? Hmm. The collision ones. All the collision ones apply to anywhere. Um, don't need a driver's license on private property. You Signs aren't enforceable. Um, other than putting the wrong plates on, you don't actually need plates on private property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no plate is better than than, than wrong plate in the wrong that situation. Plate, yeah. uh, a lot of the municipalities won't let you park your car in your driveway without a plate on it. You told me that the other day. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yes, they they have they have rules about these things. They don't want people doing the the stockpiling stuff and bringing property values down. I think that's where it really comes from. What do you mean? I like a junk pile? And yeah. yeah. Uh, so a friend of mine had a a lovely lot. It was their parents' house, and it went really really deep. Like like you could put four. I think they ended up subdividing their lot and putting four houses on it. And selling those lots, but they had they had a dozen cars in the property and got all sorts of complaints. And uh, yeah, there's rules for that. And that's probably why the rules were made. Uh, let's see here. Does oh, really good question. Really, really, really good question. Radic wants to know if the Toronto Police does transport donor organs for emergency medical procedures, or is that left to EMS? And the answer is it depends. Sometimes we'll do what's what's called a, uh, a an emergency a run. Sorry. Or a relay. Or a relay. So I've, I've actually, these are really cool because ne- how often do you get to, you know, grab either somebody uh, who is getting off a helicopter, uh, putting it with a cooler with an organ in it, hopping in your car, and then you driving it as fast as you can on a closed circuit, essentially, to get to where you have to go. Or sometimes not a closed circuit. Yep. Um, I have picked up, um, you know, coolers full of body things along with a doctor. Mm-hmm. And it's been relayed from the OPP. The OPP comes into the city of Toronto, and they kind of get scared because they don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, we know the back entrances, we know back alleyways, we know how to get into the hospitals quicker. They transfer over to us. Away we go, and we get there as quick as we can because it's life-saving emergency. And sometimes it's escorting an ambulance. Uh, sometimes so there's very often different ways of doing it. But but we, yes, we absolutely do it, and and it is a very rewarding thing to know that we had a direct hand in helping. I, I think it's amazing. Uh, one yen says very good information. Thanks, or really good information. Thanks, thank you. Thank you for the thank you. Uh, oh, so earlier, and and don't look. Uh, how far back do you have to stop from a closed gate at a uh, at a railway crossing? Mm. <laughs> I didn't know the answer. Uh, I'm going to say that there is a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to go with 20 meters. See, I did not make a guess. I did not know. And I admitted to that. And was, it, I, it, was I right? According to Chase, oh, five meters back from first rail. Don't worry. 100% isn't required for G1. No, you you said a gate. I said gate. So, so, ma- so he says first rail. This is an uncontrolled intersection or uncontrolled intersection with a railway. I have to go back to what the actual question was. For Chase, you're talking the first rail there, so got to stay back from the from the gate. Can't pass the gate. 
I thought it was the gate when I first answered. Either I would have got it wrong because I don't know the measurement. Uh, but less than five meters from the first rail, that is incredibly close. Yeah. That that would be really close. I would I, I stop at the stop line. That's where I stopped. But so the the, the reason that I bet that, you the stop line is probably somewhere around twenty meters. Five meters? Maybe? I don't know. You, you, my, my thing is this. Um, I have started doing, I started yesterday with the first one, answering practice questions for G1 without studying for it to see how I'll do. And I'm doing it and recording it and publishing it. And I want to see how I do. So the, he threw that at me, which uh, apparently is one of the possible questions. You know what? Have you read the book? Once upon a time, I read the book. Okay. I, if you have not read the book, and I honestly have not read the book, mm -hmm. I challenge you. To a competition? <laughs> to a competition. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can do that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do them together. And you know what? I bet you we're going to get some wrong. I'm, I know we will because <laughs> I, I, we got that one wrong. I have uh, a couple of family members who uh, just recently um, wrote the M1 test and then took the course and got to their M2. They had a tough time and they've been driving for a long time. They had a tough time driving, we'll, writing we'll, the M1 we'll, test. Maybe we'll record this now like after we're done. Okay, uh, Dr. Nick says, I got 20 bucks in the line. Can you please ask the sergeant if he thinks that radar detector laws allow police to search someone's person even though the act only says searching the motor vehicle? We talked about this yesterday. He's really stuck on this. So we talked about this before. A person is inside of a motor vehicle. And if you can search the motor vehicle, they're in the motor vehicle. Um, but he, he talks about the act saying you can search the motor vehicle. It doesn't he, he says that it doesn't say you can search the persons inside the motor vehicle. Everything inside. And a person is inside. And I guarantee you if... You're sitting, if you have it sitting on your dash, the first thing you're going to do is take it out, put it in your pocket, put it in your jacket, hide it. And it's it's only the belief that is there is needed. There's not a proof beyond a reasonable doubt. There's not anything. It's just the belief it, it's there. So, Dr. Nick, even though we talked about this yesterday, why do you have 20 bucks in the line? Are you just asking us to repeat what we said yesterday because you knew the answer was going to be that, yes, we can search? Or tell me more. I now want to know. It's one of those things that the Highway Traffic Act gives you such big extended powers compared to every other law that's out there. I now understand the uh, the, the the position from uh, from uh, Zombie with the hi-hats with the, the drums. Earlier, uh, Ryan Pinn said, what are, the, what are the correct positions for air drums while driving? So this was air drums while playing air drums while driving. Uh, it, it was a joke, uh, but that's that's where the the response from uh, zombie comes. Now it now it all makes sense. Try not to do that while you're driving. No, it's bad. It's not a good idea. Try not to do that while you're riding a motorcycle. Oh, really bad. Uh, Teresa says, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" Oh, uh, I'm doing good. How are you? Yes, I'm just reading. They, they said, I think they found something that needs to be amended. I may not have it. Maybe, maybe it shows I'm playing a video game or something. Uh, let's see here. Riding bike. Oh, this is just commentary from Michael uh, about riding illegal Toronto e-scooters in crosswalks. Um, yeah, don't don't ride in crosswalks. Uh, don't ride e-scooters. That, 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 those, those, those are prohibited. Can you charge a 15-year-old for traffic violations while they are riding their bicycle on a public road, like failing to stop at a stop sign? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally, and not wearing a helmet too. Uh, totally, yeah. You're, you're you're responsible. Your provincial offenses act is for anybody over twelve. Yes, we do have to do a few extra things. We're going to mm -hmm. notify the parents. Where there's a few extra forms we got to fill out, but yes, you can be charged. I like that, and and I, I see a lot of kids not wearing helmets, not following the law, um, and there's some really little kids, and the ones under twelve, uh, parents could be responsible for certain. Absolutely, things. yeah. 
Let's see here. Akela saying goodbye, and I'll check out that message because Akela said he said she sent me a message on uh, on Telegram. Okay. Had a number of near misses as a pedestrian and was looking for questions. And uh, Michael H. there was was correct. I said school buses, but it is all buses. Yes, I read all buses. And I believe that was modified. Maybe it was originally school buses? I think back in the 90s it was just a school bus. Maybe. Uh, let's see here. Cloak with the do. We got... Oh, he's going, so, okay, I'll put it on screen because he, he took the time to write this all down. I had a number of near misses in a pedestrian crosswalk on f- crossing signal. Uh, high vis is invisibility cloak with some G drivers. A few minor collisions when I rode bicycle in sidewalk and crosswalk. Um, he's responding to Radic here. Okay. Hey, there you go. He's on the money. And then it says yep. all buses, only buses. Sean is live many months ago. Last winter, believes. Uh, okay, yeah, there you go. And and driver's license. I don't know if you know how they generate your driver's license. So, so oh yes, driver's license. He says that uh, it's yours for life. Yes, it is. Driver's license is a is an algorithm. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that the first uh, digit is the first letter of your last name. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that the last six is it a digit or a character? Well, the first <laughs> digit is a character is a <laughs> I just <kidding>. yes <laughs> unless your name is one. Oh, it's true could you have a name of that that is alphanumeric yeah i don't know so your last six is actually your birthday um the one two three fourth from the end um can either be a zero one a five or a six and that will define your gender and your the middle digits are an algorithm that they come up with that they can figure out your name from. Really? So so my first ones are C- C0368. My whole family has C0368. Oh, that part, okay. Because uh, the, the, for surname. That's part of, part of your name. But, but I was thinking, when, it, when you started describing the digits, I'm like, oh, he's talking about male versus female, because that... Because that's something that can be configured as well. Right. That's the one I was talking oh, about. Oh, okay. The, the that was fourth, what you were talking Fourth from the end. But then you said you, the name. I, I, the rest yeah. of the digits are an algorithm that's created name. by the Ministry of Transportation, and they can decipher well, it. They can. I can't. I and tell you what your name is. Yeah. And your date of birth. And Which is why it's yours for life. Yep. Uh, Radix says, thanks for the tips and the info. Great episode. Thumbs up. Awesome. Uh, that is the end of the episode. That's I, it? uh, yeah, I think that, that our moderator has probably told us, actually he left. <laughs> he, I don't know what time he left, but we don't have a moderator anymore, uh, because we're not taking any new questions. So just, uh, uh, I have some silly comments. Someone wants to know if police are above the law. No, we're not. Um, we are not above the law. We have certain laws that give us additional authorities and, uh, exemptions from certain rules and, and whatnot, but we're not above the law. In fact, we, we are we have to follow it more than everybody else. Absolutely. We are actually held to a higher standard from the law. And we even have two laws that pertain to the same thing. If we're police officers, we could be charged under whatever act it is and charged at the same time under the... You're laughing. At, I'm, I'm laughing. being serious. I know I'm you're being, being serious. serious but, but We could be charged under the Police Services Act as well. Does being a cop cause hair loss? <laughs> yep. It it's does. It's stressful. It's stress. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe I'll just keep it short and trim and make it look good. What happens if there's twins for the license algorithm? Hopefully they don't have the same name, like first right. names. There's got to be differences. 
And uh, but there, there's no like uh, we don't know who was who was born thirty seconds earlier. So many twins keep talking about the fact that I was older than you. I'm older than you by ten minutes. So I hear that a lot. All right, uh, that is that. That is all. Um, this is the traffic song, and it's one of my favorites. We need to release an album, and it's not me singing, thankfully. All right, I'm out of here. Look out for bikes and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, blue. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVT. Yellow light, red light, green light, blue. Stop a stop, I look both ways and go. And, and that's it. That's all. We're back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Uh, feel free to join us, even though a lot of the questions we will answer tomorrow will, will be very similar to the questions we answered today. But you know what? Um, they'll be different. We'll have different attitudes, different levels of sleep, different uh, different dad jokes. Oh, wait, no dad joke. Dad joke time. Ah, only have one. We need have time for one. Uh, enclosure installation companies are leaving social media in droves. Every time they put down a post, someone takes offense. It's not bad. Offense, offense, offense. They takes offense. Okay, it wasn't that good either. Um, Har Mighty says, "Later, dudes. Thanks for the show. It's it's, uh, it's it's our pleasure." I, 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 can I, there's no, I don't know what the icon is for wave. Thank you. I'll type thank you. Okay, I am uh, I am going to download this episode and publish it, which is what I try and do every day. Actually, I may I may have to publish it twice because. Uh, I don't think I published yesterday's. I was too busy publishing the previous two days. But we have this available. If you go to podcast.trafficcop.ca or just go to trafficcop.ca, you can go and get links to all of our social media platforms. If you don't already follow us, please do because, well, that's, that's what we do. We post this stuff and then we share this stuff and then we make it available for you to, to absorb, to share, to, you know, all that stuff. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.